Thursday afternoon, everyone. I'm Andrew Dow with Saunders and Associates. It's time for another Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. The podcast today is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. I hope everybody's having a good day. We are joined, as always, by Steve Glick and Dave Retiner, and today... Mr. Drew Green. Drew, thank you for being with us. How are you? Good morning, Andrew, uh, David, and Steve. How are you? Good morning, Drew. What's going on, Drew? So here we are. Summer's over. We're into what I think is the best month out here. September, fall, selling season. Uh, Pretty drastic from where we were, I guess, a year ago. And we talk about this a lot. But from your perspective, Drew, what are you seeing as far as the market is concerned right now and and how it relates to the, the buying frenzy that was the last 12 months or so? Sure. Yeah, I, I touched on it a bit in my newsletter that I send out to people. But the the market obviously has uh, changed dramatically over the last year and a half uh, when the pandemic first started. Obviously, we were all concerned about where the market and the world was going. I was concerned I was going to have to, you know, go find other employment. But hmm. interestingly enough, it worked out beautifully for uh, real estate brokers. Yeah. Um, what happened was that uh, obviously the demand for living out in the countryside, uh, you know, obviously picked up, escalated, not only here but nationwide. Um, and uh, the, the, the inventory that we had, we were always sitting on give or take about 45 to 4,000 to 4,500 uh, properties listed. Uh, and uh, the, in- the inventory today, I believe, is at around what was it, 1400? It's right now? like a little bit over 1500 listings currently on the market. Yeah, 1500 listings. So, wh- the prices obviously escalated because uh, you know, demand was quite high, and now prices remain high because inventory is quite low and demand is still high. Uh, you know, I have a lot of buyers now in the very current. Uh, atmosphere that are saying, oh, geez, you know, the market is inflated. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to wait. Let's see if the prices are going to come down. This pandemic can't last forever. Uh, you know, I would tell them that I don't see that happening. And the reason being that in, I'm not an economist or anything, but the reason being if, if, every, if anybody ever goes out to dinner now, they'll see that prices at the restaurants are give or take about 25%, 30% more than they were uh, a year and a half ago, and uh, guess what? That's also reflected in real estate as well. So well, all, all assets, really. All assets. Everything is inflated now. Basically, once again, I'm not an economist, but it's my opinion that the uh, the government basically decided to get out of this pandemic situation as they decided to turn on the printing presses yeah, print and, and print out. a lot of money. And needless to say, over time, that is going to lead to inflation. So these prices that we're looking at now, you know, the house that was uh, you know selling at a million dollars uh, 18 months ago is now selling at a million three but the value of that money of is about the same as it was 18 months ago of the right. million, at a million dollars so so th- these are inflated numbers uh, not that the not that real estate is the only thing that's inflated but once again everything across the board is inflated so your dollar isn't going as far as it did 18 months ago so you're saying that there's not going to be like a like a miraculous downturn where all of a sudden the affordability is going to be there. <laughs> a miraculous downturn. Uh, well, you, you, look at you want to look you know, at it that way in real estate. Downturn, you know? But, you know, even when there was, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you agree that even when there was a downturn during the uh, crash in 2008, 2007, yeah. even when that happened, I mean, you know, what, it was still, 
you could pick up deals, but it's still expensive to buy out. Sure. Oh, no. There was value deals at that play. Everyone yeah. looked for the value. There was value. Right. You got to look for the value on that deal. Right. But when you look at the inventory now, right, you look at the inventory, Drew, you said that there's, you know, 4,000 plus listings, you know, pre-COVID. You know, this is 2019, I guess. And the current, currently on the market, there's like called 1,500 listings. How many listings go sell a year, right? So you look at 2019, there were 22... Roughly 2,200 sales in 2019. 2020, there were about 3,500 sales. The first half of 2021, there were 1,680 sales, wow. right? So if you look at the inventory is 1,500, yeah. in this projection, we're going to run out of listings. You know, that's <laughs> why the market is, is, the pricing is so high because the inventory is, is historically it's low. It's not just low, it's historically low by, by margins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so that will bring a good the time and, to be a seller for sure. It's a strong seller's market, and that's going to drive. That's what's bringing the prices elevated up a little yeah. because of that. It took it took a, once we, we had to get through all the you know old inventory that we had uh, to start seeing prices in, to inflating. Right. Uh, that didn't happen right off off the bat. It took you know six to ten months for prices to start escalating, but now once again. Prices are baked in. These prices aren't going anywhere anytime in the foreseeable future. Are there areas of the Hamptons that you're seeing more value now as a result of the last, you know, 12 to 18 months? In other words, like a certain area that, that you know, not, not that you'd steer a buyer away from, but you're like, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of value in that land. But now all of a sudden, because the inventory is so low, people are building in that particular area or... Uh, a house in that particular area is worth more than it was or maybe ever would have been. Well, like all areas. Yeah. All areas now are, are desirable. I mean... Uh, <laughs> like it, well, it used to be, like, when I, I was always told, like, south of the highway was, like, the place to be, right? Mm -hmm. You right. know what I mean? Now... New construction. North it's like, yeah, new construction. Well, north of the highway, like yeah. Every Everyone... Dollars. Every area is getting looked at now. Yeah. You know, yeah. second, like, even... You know, areas that you would never think, like if you're going all the way up north in the Springs, right. where th those, are, those are hard areas. You know, mm -hmm. there's right. a lot of value there. There's a lot of opportunities. And people that are priced out of south of the highway are now looking to go north of the highway and look at, look at areas and locations that they would never think is a place that they want to live. But they're building new construction. They're buying the land. And there's plenty of opportunities in those other areas now. And areas change all the time. Like when I was a kid, I remember Sag Harbor being like this really strange place. Like when mm. I was, like yeah. it was like a strange place to go if you were very bohemian. Yeah, it was yeah. like you you would you didn't like if you yeah. knew like if you if you knew someone in Sag Harbor, it was like kind of a strange, it was a place weird for, for artists and writers. Yeah, it was yeah. like people and, didn't have a lot of money. And I still to this day I still can't believe that like. You know, it's one of the watch premier. case actually is there. I mean, that building was falling down forever for like mm -hmm. 30 years. And now it's like this luxury building. Yeah. Things change. Which is so funny because every time I go to Sag Harbor, I'm like, how did nobody see the value in this? This place is awesome. Like yeah, it's on the water. It's, it's got so this great weird. downtown and Even historic when I'm there, buildings. It's super cool. When I'm there now, I'm like, this is great. Like I go there all the time yeah. just to walk around. You know? Yeah. And it's, I have such a vivid memory though of being like 12, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, my friend was in Sag Harbor, and I just thought it was strict. Like I was like, "Oh, Sag Harbor, that's a weird town." Right. <laughs> well, so, so speaking speaking of how things changed, Drew, you got kind of an interesting story about how you got into this business. Well, not so much how you got into it, but your first sale. Um, and and I'll let you tell the story, obviously. But but what struck me is what the house that you helped a buyer get for the yeah, price and what its value is right, now. Right, right, right. 
So, so that goes back to uh, to the point I frequently make to buyers is that uh, long term. I'm always a long term investor or advisor on on with regards to investing. Is is if you're into uh, long term investment, that the Hamptons real estate is always a good play. Uh, so to elaborate on that is my first sale was 1998. I was this was back before computers were even of any significance in uh, in real estate agencies, let alone the internet and uh, the listing services that we now use. Uh, we did everything we did everything via Rolodexes, believe it or not. Um, so I was sitting in the office in a hot summer Sunday afternoon in July, and this was back when brokers used to go into the office for what we called ups. People would actually walk in off the street and say, I want to buy a home. Well, this happened on a, on a hot Sunday afternoon around four o'clock, and even at that wow, time, you really vividly remember that, that. I remember it very clearly, <laughs> very clearly. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it, at that time of day and that time of the week is certainly not even a great time to be sitting in the office, but I was, and this gentleman walked in, and uh, he said he wanted to buy an oceanfront house. Mm. And of course, I, that, I got my attention and, and uh, you know, took him out to look at some properties. And the first property I showed him 10 months later, you know, went round and round, showed him a bunch of other properties over the course of those 10 months, but ultimately came back to the first property I showed him. It was an oceanfront property, uh, which um, had oceanfront and then it also had frontage on Meacox Bay as well. What did that uh, Separate for? parcel. And it sold for an even $4 million, <laughs> which today, in my opinion, that property is probably worth about twenty-five to maybe even thirty million. And you were hooked, man. Yeah. You do that, you know, yeah. new into real estate, selling an oceanfront. That's it. Yeah. Hooked. This is the career, and that's That's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. To but be able true. to have that experience you know, your first year. I, like over, like your comments on inflation. Like, like twenty-five years from now, will that same house be worth a hundred? You know, or fifty million or? It's yeah. like, it's so hard to wrap your head around it, but... I mean, I'll be... Well, if you told somebody happens, in 98, this is a $30 million property in 20 years, you'd be like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They'd be like, it's, it's, what are you it talking can probably about? Be, That's all the money like, in the world. A, a It'll be interesting to see. Well, and even, needless to say, these are numbers that are hard to fathom for anybody, but the reality is, you know, inf- over time, yes. inflation is inflation, and it's... it's uh, a, a little inflation is, of course, healthy for an economy. That's the idea. People... That's it's like the candy bar was five cents. Right, you know right. I mean? You used right. to be able to, yeah. when I was born, you could buy a car for like anywhere yeah. between like two and four, maybe $5,000. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you like, don't, it's weird. You don't notice it. You know, yeah. As, as Houses used on. to cost as much as a car does. But when you look yeah, back you know? and when you, when look, you look, back. look back and think about it, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it, it comes in increments, like really small. But every every yeah. year it moves every, a little bit. Well, you know? it moves a little bit. Then every once in a while, like with you get this a big pandemic, mo- yeah, you know, as I said, I, I, I think I touched on it a bit ago. Yeah. You know, real estate prices are, give or take, on average, up about 30% from what they were a year yeah. and a half All ago. Over. 30, yeah. That's a big jump. Yeah, that's huge. One year. That is. Um, so what are we looking at as far as numbers, as far as sales, this yeah. uh, the last week there, Steve? This week there were 34 listings that went into contract compared to last year, 2020, there were 80. So it's a decrease of 57%. But if you go back to 2019, there were 33 listings. So it increases a little bit by 3%. But keep in mind, this is the time, like I said, you know, July was stronger than June with in contracts. August was stronger than July for in contracts. And now we're rounding into September. And I'll have those numbers next week to see what we rounded out for the month of September. But 
this is this is the strong month. September and October are a great selling season where you're going to see a lot of listings go into contract, and that's that's normal. You know, that's what normally happens after the summer, um, and then after and then November, December, and January things do tend to slow down out here. Uh, the breakdown of those 34 listings that went into contract this past week, there are two between 10 and 20 million, one between eight and 10 million, one between six and eight million, three between four and six. 10 between two and four and 17 under 2 million hmm. new listings coming onto the market um people must must have caught wind of what we were talking about today because there were 50 new listings that came onto the market which is high this is a high yeah, for the well, past it's interesting i don't know yeah. that's it a high for the past yeah. year, year. Yeah. i would say you know um so we'll see it could just be Those are 50 well that, sales, that right? i think is a reflection of Historically, we always have a, a number of properties yeah. come on the market immediately after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. right. Owners that had rented their homes come back out, True. they list their home for sale, or you know they've enjoyed, they enjoyed, they've enjoyed the summer. That's why we have Drew here to break it right. down. That's great. And we'll see next week. We'll see if that 50 continues or it drops down back to 20 plus. Um, but, let, but with 50 coming onto the market, 34 coming off, that increases the inventory by... Um, that increases the inventory by 16 listings. The breakdown of those 50 new listings, there is one over 20, three between 10 and 20, one between eight and 10 million, two between six and eight million, two between four and six million, 14 between two and four million, and 27 new listings came onto the market under $2 million. Hmm. So there you have it. So happening the Hamptons, Dave. Yeah. Is it pumpkin picking season yet? It is. I mean, it's almost it October. Finally. Well, today's, we're actually in it's fall, fall right? right? Wait, Autumn? yeah. That was yesterday. 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 yesterday was first day of fall. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. So of course, that's it. Get ready. For my number one movies. pick are the Hanks Pumpkin Town. Hanks is back. <laughs> I feel bad saying Hanks Pumpkin Town, but Hanks is back. Um, everybody knows it. It's a gem in the Hamptons. You can do apple picking, pumpkin pick picking. You go down in there with your kids. You can shop. It's great. You got to do it. Other farms in the area is the. Fairview Farm at Meacox, the Carwith Farm Stand in Watermill. Then you have the Milk Pail, so you can get uh, some donuts there, which oh, yeah. is great. That's mm -hmm. also in Watermill. And then you have the Seven Pond Orchard Farm in Watermill, where you have the corn maze, which is cool. Um, so definitely do that. I'm actually just kind of noticing there's a lot of farms in Watermill. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. family farms in Watermill. My, um, my second pick is Oktoberfest at Rowdy Hall. So this is running all week. Uh, so it's from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then they just have a special menu, you know, with like the Bavarian pretzel with mustard. Um, and then you can also have Bavarian beer uh, and special cheese served with rye toast and radishes. So if you're into that, they're having specials at Rowdy Hall. And then my third and final pick is the 10th annual Sag Harbor American Music Festival. That's also running all week. Uh, in Sag Harbor at the Marine Park and Steinbeck Park. So, you know, right there on the pier. Um, and, you know, Sag Harbor is an epicenter of art, music, and local creativity. Um, and then this year they're going to have bluegrass, gospel, old-time music, Appalachian folk music, blues, Cajun, and Native American music, as well as jazz and rock and roll uh, and popular music all day. So Something for everybody. Head, yeah, so just head down there and... You know, enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the enjoy the town and enjoy the music. Also, East Hampton Village is celebrating their 100 year centennial celebration this weekend. Huh. Oh, and right. yeah, oh, there's at Herrick Park on Saturday. There's going to be a 
a carnival, a fun-filled event for people of all ages. And I think things are going around all weekend, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in East Hampton Village. So certainly check it out. I think all that information is going to be on HappenInTheHamptons.com. Perfect. So, all right, quick, uh, quick tally because this is always a talking point in the fall. Uh, pumpkin spice everything, yes or no? <laughs> Uh, depends. Okay. <laughs> 100% yes. You're a yes guy, right? Oh, You're yeah. a pumpkin spice latte I, I didn't start yet, but it's the pumpkin spice latte, the pumpkin beer. Pumpkin and donuts. <laughs> pumpkin donuts. Right? Do- that's right. Apple cider donuts. donuts. I'm, those are good I'm too. all in, but I have to wait. I'm I into think- it too, but is that really what pumpkin tastes like? I think I start on the that's, that's the spice <laughs> part of it. It's the <laughs> pumpkin pie. I'm pumpkin everything, man. Put me on. I had pumpkin pancakes. Those were pumpkin pancakes. pumpkin pancakes, pumpkin spice pancakes. Those I really didn't try pancakes. pumpkin pie for like 20 years, like the first 20 years of my life. I'd never tried it. And then I was like, this is what I've been missing. This is so yeah. good. <laughs> anyway. Give pumpkin a try. Um, all right. So <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Drew's got some houses to sell, so we're going to let him go. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored once again by Neurotitle Abstract, the Hamptons leading title insurance firm. Visit neurotitle.com or titleinsurance.com. That's it. Have a great Thursday. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the hands.